Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Come on down. We're telling some great stories about CKNW's history today. And I know that my next guest, he's got the dirt and he better have brought it with him. Tom Lesteris was the program director of CKNW even when he was in his late 20s. How could you possibly do that? How did you manage that, by the way? How did they give you that job when you were so young? Because I had gray hair. You still do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm starting to go gray. Um, just, uh, I think, because Doug Rutherford was around, and it was a good mentorship, and he was sort of there for the first 18 months, 24 months with me from Edmonton. You were in charge, yeah. and so you were in charge of the people like Frosty, mm-hmm. Bill, Yep. Rafe, mm-hmm. those are some pretty outsized personalities. Yep. How does somebody corral that? That's what I always wondered. Um, well, I guess because it was interesting when I first started. I didn't want them to think that I was going to come in and just pretend I knew how to do everything. Mm-hmm. So I met with each one individually. And I went to Rafe, for example, and I just said, look, I view my job as doing what I can do to make it easy for you to do what you do. And we'll figure out what that means. Really? Yeah. You must have some great stories, though. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> time we, for a break? Not gonna, not gonna, no, not time for a break. You just started because we want to hear yeah. some of these stories. I'm sure there was, come on, contract negotiation time. Somebody, like, was that, those kinds of egos must have been very hard to juggle. Yeah, but I think we took the approach that uh, we would try and get what their priorities were. We were never there to sort of get a deal on anybody. We wanted to keep people happy and... As Doug Rutherford used to say, you know, we hire thoroughbreds and we let them run. Um, That's nice. Is that when your hair went all gray, though? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right that day. That day. Um, But no, there were some some pretty interesting negotiations for sure. I'll bet. Because you also, as a matter of fact, hired me. Yes. Yeah. Remember this? Let's have a little listen. People stop me on the street. They hear every word that you say. And they hear every issue that you talk about. And they want to know more about it. And to me... That is one of the most attractive things about this job is that you can take something and you can talk about it for 15 minutes or 20 minutes and really give people an idea of what it's about. And then they can have their say and they want to talk about it. They want to engage. And this is really one of the very few places that they can do that. The Simi Sarah Show premieres Monday, August 22nd on CKNW News Talk 980. That was a long time ago. So good. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. That, was, that was really, really <laughs> good. Yeah, you put a lot of women on the air when women on talk radio across the country was not very regular. Like, that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. How did you do that? Like, what, what was the thought process? Uh, well, because it made sense. It was the right thing to do. And we sort of looked at our talent pool available to us, and it was about brains. I mean, if you look at everybody from Frosty to Jim Robson to Rafe to Bill to you to any contributor in their own way was really smart. And that's what the key was. 
Even you put Kim Campbell. Kim Campbell tried out being yep. a talk show host, didn't you? The yep. former prime minister. What was that like? Oh, it was great. And in fact, we were working on a deal to uh, have a full-time situation that would go across the country. But for some corporate reasons, it didn't come about. But yeah, she was, she was very good. Although it was at a time, I think, in her career where she may not have known what was coming next. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't as outspoken on the radio at that time as she is now on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you follow her. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's yeah. true. Kim Campbell's very outspoken. Yeah. Uh, and as well, like there was sometimes it didn't work out when you would get pushback from the audience, right? Oh, yeah. And I remember a great story that you told me once that at the time when Glenn Clark was just had to resign as being premier, you thought maybe he might make a good talk show host. Yeah. How did that work out? Not so well. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was a, an interesting time because we were debating whether or not um, we were supposed to put on a certain ideology right? or if we were supposed to put somebody on the radio that would get an audience. And we had a lot of debates about that and Glenn's a wonderful man and, and we had some great conversations about that but it just, it leaked out that we were talking and it just got, was so controversial and I remember going on with, with uh, Philip and John at the time. And I said, I think we need to go on the air today and, and Talk basically this, yeah. say this is not going to proceed. And uh, they at the time had this idea, well, what about Macomb doing evenings? Uh, and I'm like, well, what do you, you know, do you want to do that? Because you're such a partnership. Anyway, he says, well, well, we won't ask you about what's next. We'll just let you make the announcement. And this was the time that uh, Marty McSorley and uh, right. had that issue. Yes. So I get on the air. And Donald I said, Brashear, yeah. Marty McSorley. Yeah. And uh, Philip does exactly. He goes, well, if not uh, <laughs> Mr. Clark, then whom? I love your Philip Till impersonation. Yeah. And I'm looking at him dumbfounded. And if I first thing I thought of was, we're looking at Marty McSorley. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily it just sort of got open. <laughs> Went off track from yeah. there. Uh, yeah. But so does it, sometimes it's too early for politicians, right? Like that's... It's great to think that some of them might do this, but at some point the public isn't always ready right. to have it's that. It's just too, too early. It is too early. Like later on today, I believe Linda Steele's going to have Christy Clark on. Oh, great. And that worked out yep. uh, for many years. And then what was it like when she decided to run for the liberal leadership? Because that puts NW in a bit of a tough position. Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, again, a, a very smart, uh, charismatic person who was getting a lot of pressure behind the scenes to run. Um, I think she loved her job as a talk show host, um, so it was sort of something she had to weigh, and then at the time when she came to see myself and I think Gary McKenzie at the time to say this is, then we were, I mean, you, you have to support that, yeah. so we just said, okay, well, take a leave. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Doesn't work out. See you the next day. If it does, congratulations. We, uh, we all know how it worked out, yeah. and I'm, I'm happy for her because uh, I got that job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's only one radio station worth talking about. It's provocative, interesting, and challenging. Very strange, sort of a liberal. He apparently. There's only one radio station where you can talk to Rafe Mayer. 
This premier got where he is by playing to the media and being skilled at manipulating There's the only media. one radio station where you can talk to Bill Good. There's one radio station worth talking about. BC's most listened to radio station. I can't tell you how much I love that. Oh, how great Does that, is that bring that? back memories for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, former CKNW program director Tom Plasteris is with us. That would have been your era, right? Well, because the announcer, One Long Al, was like he'd come in and <gasps> in between, so we'd have to edit all that. But his voice was just magic. It was. And by the way, coming up at 1.30 this afternoon, uh, Bill Good's going to be in. Oh, great. Bill's going to come in, of course, longtime host here on CKNW, and the phones would always light up when, and back then it was different, right? Because there was no social media. Mm-hmm. So NW was the place. What was it like for you running this station that was like, it seemed like all news got made on CKNW? Yeah, and it was, I mean, it, it, somebody knew it would take them a while sometimes to realize how uh, significant what they said was in the media. What do you mean? In that you can't just get away with a quick little, perhaps, a quip, and quip that may be legally problematic. Uh, <laughs> people heard everything and acted upon everything. The government was listening. To certain po- we knew that. Uh, so it was, it was really an interesting time in that, in that the concentration of attention on one outlet. Right. Because Prime Minister stopped by. Everybody Always. stopped by. Yep. It was great because uh, when Jean Chrétien was the Prime Minister and... Uh, Rafe would want him to come on, but he, Rafe was away. So there was a little battle there, and Jean came in, and it was uh, Jean. Prime Minister Kajan came in. Look at you. And, uh, Jean dropped by. And uh, <laughs> he left a note on Rafe's desk. He said, Rafe, every time I'm in town, you go. How come? <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was great. That must have been very heady, too, when you think about it, is that there's a different era yep. right but yep. it, it, that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore but the fact that today you can't just expect people are going to show up on your show because no, they, they have don't need to yeah no I mean they needed to then uh, Rafe for example was so powerful because there was no social media there wasn't yeah. all these other outlets so he had a big sway so they needed to come and have those very fiery debates. And even be beat up by him. If, even if it meant coming on being beat up by him, they had to do that. There yeah. was no choice. Absolutely. And when he had a bone and wouldn't let go of it, whether it was the Kamano, you know. Completion project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All of that kind of stuff. What was that like for you? Like, did you just let him run with that and say, go? Oh, yeah. Well, his daily editorial, for example, I didn't see that before it went up. Um, freedom of speech, and that's, you know. Uh, but... He could, as Rutherford used to say, skate close to the board. So we would say, look, you're a trained lawyer. So if you think it's problematic and you don't want to show us, you must lawyer it first. And so we had somebody on standby that would take these editorials, go through them, and then we'd hear them. Do you have a favorite memory? One that is G-rated that you can share with us? Of... Everything? Of your time there, yeah. Oh. What do you remember most about? Well, the people, obviously. So not necessarily maybe a favorite because there were so many varied ones. I was just talking to Gord Mack about election coverage back oh, in the day. Yeah. How great that was. How much, what a team effort that was. How much fun it was. Um, lots of really funny stories that obviously I can't really probably <laughs> share. But uh, it, it was we, the, the family of people uh, was so exceptional and yeah. dysfunctional. That's true, but isn't that every family? Yeah. Every family is like that. And so back in the day, if you had somebody, if you had a slot open up at CKNW, how hard was that? Like, to fill, you must have had just the phone ringing off the hook. 
Well, if better that, or anyone would take your call if oh. you wanted to talk to them about an opportunity. It was not hard to reach somebody. Does nobody? Does that not happen to you anymore? Uh, no one has answered a phone. <laughs> 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 but you could get some of the best journalists in the country yeah. to easily have a conversation with you about an opportunity. I know. It's such a great time. Yeah. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention what you're up to now. You're with the Whitecaps. Yes, ma'am. How's that? Brilliant. It is. What is happening with MLS soccer and this club, uh, it's just the beginning. MLS is growing so fast and becoming so competitive uh, at such a pace. And what's really interesting to me and what I've learned there is what you see at BC Place is just the tip of the iceberg. The amount of activity in developing uh, youth soccer yeah. from here right to PEI, people would be astounded if they took a moment to, to look at that. Our ownership group has just invested an incredible amount. Uh, that is fantastic. I was thinking, too, as you were talking about, of course, NW's long association with the Vancouver Canucks. That must have been something back in the day. Well, hearing Robson's clip there, like, yeah. how is goosebumps. that? Goosebumps. Did you, you know, get goosebumps totally. when you that? I remember I was at that game, and I remember walking towards it, and I had a ticket, and I thought, I could go to this game, or I could renovate my bathroom. <laughs> like, this ticket is hot. And I, that was one of the best hockey games I've ever seen. And then, of course, Robson, like, Classic. that's just genius. Call. Oh, We've know, had the best play-by-play -play guys. You did. Robson and Larshide. Like yeah. they, that was amazing. In fact, I saw them on Global BC last night. People can check out that too. Esquire sat down with them for a little reunion. So great. Those two, and then Huey, and then Shorthouse. Like there are some iconic calls of his, like yeah. things that occurred where he actually was, I mean, his clip would be on sports shows in the States saying, listen to this guy. Like look at how amazing. He, yeah. That was the time. Uh, Tom, thank you. Thank you. For being here. Keep in touch. Return my text every once in a while. Yeah, sure will. Uh, no, he won't. <laughs> he actually won't. He's terrible for that. No. Uh, listen, thanks to everybody for helping us out today. Our